This is the Breath of Fresh Jets podcast with Charlie Badwini. Joe, how you doing? Oh, I'm good, man. I'm good. When did you start playing football? Seven years old. Seven years old. Just remember, man, have fun. This is this is this is still that same game you started playing when you were seven years old. Um, yes, sir. I'm gonna give you guys everything I got. I know you are. I know you are. That, Coach, what's up, man? What's up? Hey, bro. Congratulations, man. It's freaking unbelievable. Thanks, Coach. Hey. Uh, I'm pumped. You, you know how, how exciting this is, man. I'm, I'm pumped for you. I'm pumped for your family. Um, the biggest thing I want to tell you, just remember this. This organization is going to lift you, not the other way around. You feel me? It's yes, all sir. About, just, just enjoy this day. What a freaking moment. What a freaking moment. It's going to be all yes, gas from, from here on out. You feel me? What you just heard was the phone call between Jets general manager Joe Douglas and head coach Robert Sala in that order. Their phone call with brand new Jets quarterback, Zach Wilson, selected with the number two overall pick in last night's draft. My name's Charlie, and welcome back to the Breath of Fresh Jets podcast, your number one location for all things Jets content and news. Last night in the first round, the Jets had two selections, second overall and 23rd, which turned into 14th after a trade-up with the Minnesota Vikings, and we came away with two players, Zach Wilson and USC offensive tackle Elijah Vera Tucker two building blocks to lay the foundation of this Jets rebuild moving forward. A young quarterback with all the tools and all the the talent in the world. A rock who's going to be playing left guard for the Jets next to Mekhi Becton for the next 10 to 12 years. This first round came away with so much potential and so much promise for the Jets moving forward and I couldn't be more excited to watch both of these guys suit up and be ready to play week one for the Jets first game of the season. These guys, both of them day one starters. Wilson obviously, I mean We've known he was going to be the pick now since, I, I I mean, it was pretty much solidified on his pro day when you saw Joe Douglas and Robert Sala laughing to each other, to you know, talking it up, watching their for, their future quarterback throw these bombs down the field. Now, forgive me for being a little gun-shy before placing all of my faith in Zach Wilson. I'm a little burnt on the Sam Darnold experiment. I, I was so emotionally invested into him, and before I can buy this guy's jersey, you know, all that kind of stuff. I, I'm going to have to see him play, give him a whole year to, to start, see what he can do, but he has all the tools. He has all the potential. He can make any throw. His arm, absolutely magical. He can. It doesn't matter where he is on the field, what platform he's throwing from, it'll get to the receiver. And I just, oh, God, I, I can make sure I don't get too excited about it because you never know with these rookie quarterbacks. But Someone who I I can place all my faith in, who I am like 100% confident is going to be just an absolute stud on the offensive line is USC's Elijah Vera Tucker. Now, I had him in my mock draft a few uh, few weeks ago. The Jets taking him at number 23, but last night as the the board as the board started to play out as it did, and after we cover all the Jets stuff, I'll get into the uh, the entire first round, see what what other teams uh, decisions they made and whatnot. I, I, it was pretty much it was pretty much clear that uh, AVT was not going to make it to 23, and when the 14th pick came around, the Minnesota Vikings were on the clock. The the word came in that the Jets were trading up to number 14 with the Vikings to select Elijah Vera Tucker. So let's talk about what the Jets gave up to move up to this spot. They sent the Vikings their 23rd overall pick, their second first rounder. They sent their own third rounder, number 66 overall, and the third rounder they got in the Jamal Adams trade, uh, number 86 overall, for the 14th pick, 
and a fourth round pick from the Vikings, number 143. A lot of people were complaining about this, uh, the, the haul that they gave up, that the, their two third round picks, but honestly, the Jets are sitting on 20 picks over the next two drafts, uh, counting the ones they used last night, and if you see a player you like, you have to go up and get him. Joe, Doug- Joe Douglas said last night after or after the draft when he was talking to the media that they, they had Elijah Barrett Tucker graded as a top 10 player in the draft. And if, if, if a top 10 player falls to 14 and you think the teams after the Vikings or the Vikings are going to pick this player, you make that move to get up and go get him. And he's absolutely a stud, going to be a day one starter on the offensive line. And the Jets obviously doing here what they didn't do for Sam Darnold. They're, they're investing early in the offensive line, investing early in protecting Zach Wilson. And who knows what they do at number 34. There's a lot of great players still on the board there. Uh, it, it's great that they didn't give up that second round pick because that's going to be really valuable. So before we get into the rest of the league, let's talk about really quick. Obviously, uh, I'm recording this on Friday, April 30th. Day two of the draft starts tonight, and the Jets are second on the clock again after the Jaguars with the 33rd pick. Jets are on the clock with 34. And what can the Jets do at, at this spot? And let me tell you now, there are a lot of great players still available on the board right now. A lot of players slipped out of round one and are going to be there for the Jets at 34. So let's take a look at some of the names. Notre Dame linebacker Jeremiah Owusu-Karamoa is still on the board. He could be a potential fit for the Jets at 34. Um, Everyone's slated to have him in the first round, but he fell out, I think, due to his size a little bit. He's a little bit smaller uh, for a linebacker, but he's more of that hybrid linebacker safety that Isaiah Simmons is, that Jeremy Chin is for the Panthers. And I think uh, Robert Sala would love to have a guy like that on defense. However, there's a lot of great offensive players available as well. If the Jets want to double dip on offensive line, there's guys like Tevin Jenkins, offensive tackle out of Oklahoma State, still there. He could be he could play right guard if the Jets aren't confident in Greg Van Roten. You have Alabama center Landon Dickerson. He's he was slated to go uh, late first round, but he's he slipped out. Uh, another center in, in Creed Humphrey out of Oklahoma. He's going to be a, a a day one starter as well wherever he goes. And then even for the defensive side of the ball, you you got guys like Asante Samuel Jr. out of Florida State. He could be a great pick with the with the the needs the Jets have in that cornerback room, and also a lot of edge rushers. Uh, Aziz Ojulari, Joe Tyron slipped out of the first round. There's just so many options for the Jets at 34, and even uh, with the trade last night, they gave up both their third round picks. It, it's possible that the Jets could trade back from 34, be able to get one of these guys, and even recuperate some of those third round picks they lost. So so many options tonight going into day two of the draft, and I couldn't be more excited about the direction of the franchise and what Joe Douglas has done with last year's draft, this year's draft, and what the future holds for us. So going into the draft last night, it was pretty obvious what the Jets and Jaguars were going to do with the one and two picks. Trevor Lawrence went one, Zach Wilson two. The real intrigue began at number three with the 49ers, and uh, throughout the week, throughout the the month leading up to the draft, the rumors were flying around that it was between uh, North Dakota State quarterback Trey Lance and Alabama quarterback Mac Jones. The pick was, in fact, last night Trey Lance, and I like that a lot more than drafting Mac Jones at three. Lance, is, has a, as raw as he is, has a way higher ceiling than Mac Jones does. The only reason why he was linked to the Niners, Mac Jones, was apparently he was a scheme fit for the Shanahan offense. He was more pro-ready. He's got a higher floor than Lance, definitely, but not a higher ceiling. He's just able to read defenses faster, go through his progressions faster, make the right throw, accuracy, and... I mean, for the 49ers in this specific instance, they are, they have Jimmy G on the roster. He, they owe him a lot of money this season, and it wouldn't make sense if uh, to draft Mac Jones when he's pro-ready and they have Jimmy G under contract for this year. 
it seems as if their plan will be let Jimmy G start the season, let him start the first eight games, and then let Lance in, let him acclimate to the NFL. But Lance is not ready to start week one. He's going to need some time to develop. And I think this is the perfect situation for him to to hit that high ceiling and become one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Super excited to watch Trey Lance. He's going to be great. So at four, the Falcons took Pitts. That's where I had him mocked. <laughs> no, no sweat. Uh, number five, the Bengals took Jamar Chase, wide receiver out of LSU. I thought they were going to go Sewell here. I, I, I guess they're, they're confident in their offensive linemen at the moment, and I'm sure they'll, they'll be drafting a few in the second round, third round. Uh, at six, the Dolphins took Jalen Waddell, another receiver out of Alabama. At seven, the Lions pounced on Panay Sewell. He's going to be their left tackle for the next 10 to 15 years. At eight, uh, the, the Panthers took a cornerback in J.C. Horn out of South Carolina, a little bit higher than I thought he would go, but it seems the Panthers are fully committed to Sam Darnold moving forward. They had the opportunity to, to select either Mac Jones or Justin Fields, and they decided to pass on both those prospects, along with trading uh, last year starter Teddy Bridgewater to the Broncos for a six-round pick this week. Another team I thought could have gone quarterback here, the Denver Broncos at number nine, selected Patrick Sertan II out of Alabama, another cornerback. It seems their, their quarterback situation this year will be between Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke competing for that starting spot. At number 10 was the Dallas Cowboys. I believe their initial thought process was to pick the best corner available between Patrick Sertan and J.C. Horn, but since they were both picked at 9 and 10 respectively, they decided to trade back with their division rival, uh, Philadelphia Eagles. And the Eagles move up to the 10th spot. Uh, giving giving the Cowboys a third-round pick in the process. And they selected wide receiver Devontae Smith, Heisman Trophy winner of the 2020 college season. There were reports that the Giants were interested in Devontae Smith at number 11, and that's why the Eagles wanted to leapfrog them to pick up their receiver. The Eagles haven't had a wide receiver one in uh, who knows how long since maybe that Super Bowl run with Alshon Jeffrey. And I guess they wanted to reunite Jalen Hurts with his former college wide receiver at Alabama and that'll be a fun fun duo to watch this year those two the first major splash of the night the Chicago Bears traded up with the New York Giants to the number 11th spot to take Ohio State quarterback Justin Fields the Bears sent their 20th overall pick this year their fifth round pick this year and they gave their first and fourth round picks next year to the Giants to move up from 20 to 11 I love this pick for the Bears. I, I was I was really not sure why Justin Fields' stock was falling so much throughout the, ja the uh, draft process. Excuse me, going into the, in, into this this whole process, it, it was always consensus Trevor Lawrence one, Justin Fields two, uh, before Zach Wilson started shooting up boards. But I would have been happy with either Fields or Wilson at number two. However, this is the way that it played out. I'm super excited to have Wilson. In any case, the Bears get their future franchise quarterback, hopefully. And he'll have, a, he'll have the chance to sit behind Andy Dalton for maybe this season, the first few games, until Bears fans start booing, and Justin Fields will take the reins from there. After trading back to 12, the Cowboys picked up Penn State linebacker Micah Parsons. Uh, the Chargers were super excited at 13 to have offensive tackle out of Northwestern Rashawn Slater fall to them. He's going to be protecting Justin Herbert's blindside for the next 10 to 12 years. Then, of course, the Jets traded up to 14 to select Elijah Vera Tucker out of USC. And then at 15, Mac Jones, who everyone thought was going to go third overall, slid all the way down to 15 to the New England Patriots. Uh, Mac Jones out of Alabama. He'll be uh, probably sitting for the year behind Cam Newton, maybe for half the season. Who knows how long these rookie quarterbacks sit until the fans start booing. Management gets upset with how the starting quarterback's playing when they got their, their first-round pick quarterback right there sitting behind them. Mac Jones, though, uh, very similar to Tom Brady in the sense nothing special athletically, but 
their ability to read the defense, uh, make quick decisions, put the ball in the right place. He'll be, he'll be able to step into that Tom Brady offense that McDaniels and Belichick were running and I think run it to perfection. So good pick for the Patriots. However, f*** the Pats. You're listening to The Breath of Fresh Jets with Charlie Badwini. At 16, the Arizona Cardinals selected Zaven Collins, outside linebacker out of Tulsa. Should step into the Hassan Reddick role that the Cardinals had for him last year. He, they lost him in free agency. He'll be a good pass rushing threat alongside J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones. At 17, the Las Vegas Raiders reached once again in the draft for offensive tackle Alex Leatherwood out of Alabama. Leatherwood's uh, a great player, just not a first-round caliber. He probably would have been available for them at their second or third-round pick. Just wasn't too sure of the thought process there, I, I, I guess. Mayock and Gruden like their guys enough to pick them where they want to. So, At 18, the Miami Dolphins, with their second first-round pick of the night, selected defensive end Jalen Phillips out of Miami. He'll be a good pass rushing threat for the Dolphins. At 19, the Washington football team selected inside linebacker Jamin Davis out of Kentucky. At number 20, the Giants had their first-round pick after trading back. Uh, they selected wide receiver Kadarius Toney out of Florida. I thought this was a little bit of a reach. Uh, Tony might have been available at the end of the first round. I, I think there were some better receivers on the board, like Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota, who the Ravens selected. Uh, Elijah Moore would have been a great pickup. And I, I think the Giants were in serious need of, of, a, of an edge rushing threat. And with the next pick, the Indianapolis Colts selected defensive end Quiddy Pay out of Michigan. And that's who I thought the Giants should have taken at 20. But at 22, the Tennessee Titans selected cornerback Caleb Farley out of Virginia Tech, and I think that's a good pickup for them. They lost a lot of corners this year in free agency, got to inject some young talent into that position. Back-to-back -back Virginia Tech players with the Vikings uh, selecting offensive tackle Christian Darasaw. It seems the Vikings weren't too inclined to, to take an offensive guard early in the draft. They wanted to trade back, get a tackle, and Christian Darasaw was their guy. At 24, the Pittsburgh Steelers selected Alabama running back Najee Harris. I thought they could have invested more in the offensive line. Landon Dickerson was on the board, Creed Humphrey, uh, Tevin Jenkins, but they go running back here, Allen, and uh, Najee Harris, one of the best running backs in this draft, had crazy stats at Alabama his few years there. Pick right after that, 25, the Jaguars, their second uh, first-round pick, selected Travis Etienne out of Clemson, reuniting Trevor Lawrence with his longtime running back down in Georgia. I thought the Jaguars had more pressing needs than running back. I mean, I think they got holes all over the roster, but it's very important to make your rookie quarterback comfortable and... How much more comfortable can you make him than giving him his college running back? So, At 26, the Cleveland Browns selected cornerback Greg Newsom II out of Northwestern. He'll be uh, starting alongside Denzel Ward this year, and I'm sure he'll have some rookie growing pains, but a great corner, and I'm sure the Cleveland Browns can mold him into something special. At 27, with their first first-round pick, the Baltimore Ravens selected wide receiver Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota. Um, one of the fastest slot receivers in the class. I think he'll be great for the Ravens and what they're trying to do on offense. Um, Got to get Lamar Jackson some more receiving threats because last year they were they were relying heavily on Hollywood Brown and guys like Willie Sneed. Good pickup by the Ravens, picking up a young, talented receiver for Lamar Jackson. At 28, the Saints selected Peyton Turner, defensive end out of Houston. Not not really familiar with Turner. Um, he was he was a guy who was slated to go in the second or third rounds, but. Uh, it, was, it was reported on, uh, on the day of the draft that he was going to be uh, selected in the late first round due to the intense lack of defensive tackles, and Saints got their guy. 
At 29, the Green Bay Packers were on the clock. However, I feel like there was a few more things on their mind than just their first round pick. It was announced yesterday that Aaron Rodgers was extremely unhappy with the situation he's been dealt in Green Bay uh, given the last few years. In last year's draft, the Packers traded up to get his replacement in quarterback Jordan Love, and that was the first time they had used a first-round pick on an offensive player since 2006, I believe it was. Ever since then, it's been all defense in and around Jordan Love, so Rodgers is allegedly uh, not interested in Green Bay anymore. He wants out. His preferred teams being the 49ers, who apparently sent in a trade offer to the Packers last night that included Jimmy Garoppolo in the third overall pick that they declined. Um, he wants to go somewhere on the West Coast. The Las Vegas Raiders were mentioned. The Denver Broncos were mentioned. We'll have to see if the Packers are able to mend this relationship or else Rodgers will be playing somewhere else in 2021. Regardless, the Packers selected cornerback Eric Stokes out of Georgia. Once again, not shoring up the offensive side of the ball, trying to patch up that defense. At 30th overall, the Buffalo Bills selected edge rusher Gregory Rousseau out of Miami. Rousseau was an inter interesting case leading into the 2021 draft. A lot of teams didn't have him in the first round. They think he's a physical athlete, physical freak. However, he has not been able to put all the tools together, especially after opting out this past season of the college football season. But we'll see what the Bills can do with that kind of player. Um, with their second first round pick, thanks to the Orlando Brown trade uh, via the Kansas City Chiefs, the Baltimore Ravens selected Jason Away, outside linebacker out of Penn State. Um, after losing Yannick Ngakwe and Matthew Judon in free agency this year, the Ravens were looking for some outside linebacker help, and they get it in a way. And with the final pick in the first round, the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers selected Joe Tyron, Washington, outside linebacker. And that was the first round of the 2021 NFL Draft. Round two starts tonight, and there's still a lot of great players on the board, and I can't wait to see what the Jets do with their picks. At the moment, the Jets still hold the 34th overall pick, the 107th overall pick, 143rd overall pick, 146th pick, 154th pick, and 186th pick. That being their second round pick, two fourths, two fifths, and their sixth. Still a boatload of picks, and like I said before, I, I do expect the Jets, Jets to trade down from number 34 to accumulate some more uh, mid-round picks and keep building this roster out, keep adding to the defense, keep supporting Zach Wilson, surrounding him with talent. I'll be back on Monday to break down every pick the Jets make, every move they make, trade back, trade up, and a bunch of other college players that just personally I'm a fan of and interested to see where they go. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll talk on Monday. Go Jets. Here's to the Zach Wilson era. You've been listening to The Breath of Fresh Jets with Charlie Badwin.